it is currently pouring outside, so I figure what a better time to do a podcast than now. It's Saturday, March 30th, and I figured I'd go ahead and sit down and talk about a little movie I saw the other night called Us. It's uh, written and directed by Jordan Peele. If you don't know who Jordan Peele is, he's a comedian who was on the sketch comedy show Key and Peele for a few years. Uh, it ended a few years ago. And then all of a sudden, he just started making movies. Uh, in 2017, he made the movie Get Out, which was critically acclaimed, nominated for Oscars. I mean, it was a big deal. And it was a solid, legit horror movie. Well, we'll go over that. But his new movie, Us, is um, hitting you know box offices and people are just turned upside down over it. Uh, I don't really like using the term horror movie for movies like this because they're really not horror movies. Get Out was not really a horror movie. It was more of a thriller, uh, suspense, psychological thriller, more than a horror movie. This movie, Us, I don't believe it's a horror movie. It's more of a thriller. Um, just because I reserve horror for movies that set out to scare you, um, you know, demons, ghouls, ghosts, whatever, or to scare you, like The Exorcist or whatever. But Us doesn't really have too many of those moments. It's got a couple scare moments in it, but it's not, I feel like it's a deeper movie. Before this movie even came out, it had a Rotten Tomatoes review of 100%, which, I mean, that's not saying a lot because obviously people are going to try to push it. And uh, you have your fanboys out there who automatically give it five stars or whatever. But usually when that happens to a movie, you expect it to go down as it plays, as it gets released. But this one actually stayed pretty close to 100, and it still is sitting close to 100, which is pretty impressive. I enjoyed this movie. I really thought it was a good a good thrill ride of a movie, but I don't believe it deserves the hype that it's getting. Um I saw an I saw a uh article today where it was like people are saying that or so and so magazine or whatever has named us the best horror movie ever and I'm just thinking no it's not it's not that kind of bothers me like you're just gonna throw away everything in the past just to call this one the best ever no people are too quick to jump to best ever and it's kind of it's really annoying but it's a good movie Um, I'd give it an eight eight and a half out of ten but it's definitely not the best ever. So from this point on, I'm gonna go into some spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie and you don't want spoilers, tune out. If you don't care or you've seen it, then keep listening. So, (coughs) excuse me, man, it's pouring. The movie starts with a little girl and her family, her mom and dad, and the dad's like kind of drunk having fun. The mom's kind of like a typical, not really a personality to her. She's just kind of getting on the dad for being drunk. And they're walking down the boardwalk. Um, I believe it's where they end up later in uh, California. And there's like, it's almost like the Jersey Shore, but it's in California. And they're like playing darts and getting cotton candy and all that stuff. 
So the dad, the mom, the dad starts playing a game. The mom's like, I got to go to the bathroom, watch the daughter. The dad's like, okay, whatever. And then the little girl kind of wanders off and she ends up going to this, uh, she goes down on the beach, it's dark. And then she wanders into like this mirror house, you know, like what you would see at a carnival. And uh, she's in there alone. And the, there's a storm that starts and she kind of bumps up against a mirror. And when she turns around, there's a girl that looks exactly like her. You'd think it's her reflection, but it's moving different and it kind of has its own personality. So it goes black and then the next scene, they are uh, driving home with her and the mom is like crying and like ticked off at the dad. Like, I can't believe you let her almost get away, you know, let her run away and blah, blah, blah. And that's that. Then they go to, you know, they go to therapy and I, I don't remember verbatim what they say, but I remember uh, the little girl sitting on the couch and the mom is like, that's not our child. And she's just not the same. And, you know, and then it fast forwards into the future when the girl is grown up, she's got a family. She's got two kids, a little boy and a, and a teenage girl and a husband. And they're going to the same beach they got like a beach house for vacation that they're going to and uh <laughs> just typical you know we're gonna go spend the summer here whatever so they get there um you know the the dad is like we're gonna go to the beach tonight and the mom's kind of hesitant kind you know you could tell like she experienced something earlier in her life and she doesn't want to, but she finally gives in. She's like, okay, we'll go, but we're back before dark. Okay, fine. Skip forward, the dad like buys a boat for some reason. They go outside and he's like riding his boat. Um, and then they go to the beach later and um, they're hanging out with their friends who come up later in the movie. Uh, I can't remember the girl's name, but she's on that Handmaid's Tale show. Um, so they're like, hanging out and the little boy has to go to the bathroom so he goes to like the porter potty without telling his mom but on the way there to the porter potty he sees like this figure with like blood dripping off her hands and she's in like rags or whatever and he's just like okay so it cuts from that and then the parents are like where'd he go and they start panicking and screaming for him and then he shows up and they're like, okay, we're leaving now. So they get home and the mom, I can't remember her name. I know the dad is Gabe, but I cannot remember the protagonist's name for some reason. Um, let me look that up real quick just to make sure. So <coughs> Adelaide, Eddie, okay, Eddie. So they get home and it's like bedtime or nighttime and she's just kind of staring off she's in the bedroom staring off out the window and Gabe is like in the bed and he's doing a lot of like, come over here, make love, like that kind of thing. And another thing about this movie is it's got a bunch of funny parts in it. Like there's little quips and awkward little moments and stuff. It never really, it never really makes you laugh out loud, but it's not that type of movie. You know, this isn't like Step Brothers or something. Um, but it has enough little human 
interactions that are funny enough to kind of give you a chuckle, which is good. So anyway, she's like looking out the window. She turns around. She's like, Gabe, I don't want to stay here. I want to leave. Let's pack up and leave. I hate this place. He's like, why? And she sits down and tells him when she was a kid, she got lost. And there was a little girl that looked just like her. And she was like, she's coming to kill me or she's coming for me. And Gabe's just kind of looking at her like, what? <laughs> it's funny. Gabe looks and sounds like Jordan Peele. I don't know if they're like related or what, but I thought it was him at first because they're, they sound so similar. But anyway, he's like, okay. And right when that happens, the electricity shuts off. So it's like, oh, perfect timing. So this is probably, this is like 45 minutes into the movie. And this is one of my problems with this movie. It's why I didn't give it, you know, I gave it about an eight out of 10. The first 45 minutes of this movie kind of dredge on, it felt, um, before something happens. There's a lot of talking and it kind of felt a little slow for the first 45 minutes. But then as soon as the lights go off, they get up and they're like, what's going on here? He goes, looks out the window. He's like, maybe it's a breaker. And there's a family standing in their driveway. And you can't, they're all shadowed out. They're silhouetted. So he's like, okay, I'm going to get him to leave. He grabs his baseball bat and goes outside. They don't leave. And they start advancing towards the house. So he comes in and he's like freaking out. And finally they get in, they like bust the door down and come in through the windows and all that. And you see, this isn't like a twist or anything. You see that the family is identical to Gabe and his family. Like it's the exact same people, but they're wearing like prison outfits with chains and you know, their hair is different and um, they can't communicate like the mom. Um, she kind of has like this weird, it, it hurt me to listen to it. It's like, <gasps> when she talks and it's like after so long it kind of it was kind of creepy at first but then after about 30 seconds of it it's goofy you know like it's it's kind of goofy the dad can't communicate he just like howls you know or yells and the kids kind of the, the little girl talks a little bit, but the boy doesn't. He just kind of makes like weird beast sounds and stuff. He's wearing like a mask, by the way. <clears throat> so they take the family in. The, the convicts, I'm going to call them convicts. No, I'll call them clones. Somebody's texting me. I'm, I'm going to call them clones. So they take them in there, even though they're not. They take them into the living room by the fireplace. They set them down. They lock the mom, the handcuff her to the table. And then the clone mom is kind of like the ringleader. She's like telling her family what to do. You know, she tells the little boy, her little boy, she's like, go play with, you know, the other guy, the other little boy. So they go off and then she tells the girl, she's like, run, you know, go, go show her what you can do, run. And then the dad goes off with the other dad. The other dad Getting into the house actually hit the dad in the knee with a baseball bat. So his knee is like completely messed up for the rest of the movie. But they're like fighting and stuff and kind of doing their own thing. 
And then you get like one-on-one -on -one time with the mom and her clone or whatever. And she's like telling her what she, she doesn't really tell her what she wants. She's just like, I spent my life underground. I was like an outcast and now I'm back because I'm, I am you basically. And I want what's mine. You know, I'm going to cut myself free and, and live my life. So while this is all happening, the dads, I guess we'll call them the dads, they're fighting, they get on the boat, they go out to the lake. Uh, Gabe is in a, like a trash bag and he wakes up and he sees the baseball bat, cranks the clone dad in the face and knocks him off the boat. Then they have kind of a fight and, and then the boat takes off and Gabe falls off in the water. So they're both in the water. The boat's like spinning, like going on its own. And then the motor dies, Gabe like headbutts the motor to get at the start and shoves the clone dad into the blade and it kills him. So Gabe's like victorious there, he comes back to the house, but you don't see him for a while. So the mom um, is still in the living room. The daughter is actually at this point running down the street and the clone daughter chases after her and it's kind of kind of a pointless scene to be honest with you but I feel like it was just kind of there as a distraction to kind of give them something to do and get the mom to have her part with the other mom the little boy takes the clone boy and they go to the closet they're sitting there playing with like a fire he's got like a little magic trick and he blows up the thing like it, it he you know blows the little magic trick up and scares the other little boy and uh, so that's that. So finally, after all this happens, they and the dad, the clone dad is dead at this point. They, the family manages to, manages to escape and they get in their car and they rush down the street and go to their friend's house who they were at the beach with. Before they get to their friend's house, you see, you know, the friends are there <clears throat> and the dad's like drunk on the, on the chair. The mom's like, she comes out she's like, what was that noise? Go out and check. And he's like, oh, I don't want to, but okay. So as soon as he gets out to the window, you see their clones come in and they kill their two twin daughters. I don't know if they were twins, but they kill them. And then they, it's like a kind of a long kill scene where they kill the mom and dad, and it's like, oh crap, this is not good. So they're in the house, the, uh, Gabe and his family, Addie and Gabe, their family show up, and they go inside and they see them dead, and it's like, uh-oh. So they kind of interact like that for a while, they're figuring out what's going on, and then the people come out and try to kill their family. And at this point, um, they kind of go off doing their thing. Like the little girl and the son are like, they kill the two daughters, the bad daughters. And then the mom uh, take the clone, the clone mom of their best friend takes Addie into the bedroom and the daughter. And then something goes down there. They like, you know, punt, hit her in the face with something and then the dad is fighting the other dad and he kills him you know there's a couple funny moments here um kills him on like a yacht but you don't see it it's like an off-camera kill so there's that 
they leave and they eventually reunite with the other clone, their, their original clones for like the final showdown, all that stuff. Anyway, you find out that the twist of the film is the girl, the mom, when she went down as a kid to that mirror house, she actually was switched like it was a plan and she was switched and she was taken underground and the girl from underground came up and lived her life with the humans. Well, they're all human, but lived her life with society so that eventually she could go back down and teach the underground civilization how to take over, how to live, how to you know infiltrate. And basically that's what happens because the clones, I keep calling them clones, they're not clones, but it doesn't really explain what they are. Um, they come up above ground, form like a human chain, and they're pretty much just killing their counterparts and taking over the world. And it's because this little girl, you know, was switched and was able to come down and show them how to do it. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a weird movie it's hard to explain. It's not a visually weird movie. It's just a weird concept. I don't... I don't think it's the greatest horror movie ever made, but it is a good thriller. It's got a good twist. You can kind of see the twist coming before it happens, which that's... If you watch enough movies, you start to recognize the patterns and you pick up on, like, foreshadowing and stuff. But uh, it did a good job with it. There was an interesting like fight scene where at the end, the mom, Ad, Addie's clone is like dodging and like missing Addie's attacks underground because she like, they're pretty much the same person, you know? And uh, there's some really cool scenes in this movie. There's some funny moments, uh, edge of your seat, but I kind of have mixed feelings about it. I mean, visually, it's amazing. The movie is really well made. The sound, is, the sound design is excellent. Like, anything from footsteps to, like, the crescendo tones when something's happening to, like, the horror hit tones to everything is very, very, very well made. Um, the pacing of the movie feels a little off to me. It felt a little off at the beginning. And then it's like they kind of rushed the ending a little bit. But overall, I mean, that happens a lot in movies. It's pretty often. But uh, the story is just, it, it doesn't feel like the most original story. Because you've seen stuff like this happen before. You know, people show up, mysterious people show up and... It doesn't feel like the most original story, but it's executed in a way to where it feels fresh. And I think that's kind of what matters the most. Like some people, I've heard it said before that there's no such thing as an original idea because everything's already been kind of done before. Like movies, books, TV, whatever, music takes inspiration from things in the past and makes their own version of it. And it's the same thing with movies. Everything you see has been influenced or done before somehow. And this movie, I can't really think of a specific movie that has done this before. 
but I know that little parts of this movie have been done before and taken and kind of made into its own thing. So I'm not saying it's not original. It is definitely original, but it's just a melting pot of all kinds of different things presented in a way that Jordan Peele saw it, you know, like presented in with his voice and that's what makes it original. So I definitely, like I said earlier, I don't believe this is the greatest horror movie ever made. Honestly, it's, I don't even classify it as a horror movie. And I, I feel like that kind of, that kind of snap judgment is something that I hate to say it, but like millennials do it a lot. This is the greatest thing ever, you know, and it's like, no, it's not. It's good, it's solid, and it's enjoyable. It's not the best ever. Um, but I would definitely recommend it, especially if you like psychological horror, psychological thriller. Um, this is definitely one of them. It's not a super gory movie. I mean, there, are, there is gore in it, but the gore that you see is mostly just blood, like somebody will get stabbed and it'll be blood. It's not like blood and guts, really. Um, there's a couple moments where it is, but it, it's fake movie blood, you know. If you can't handle it, sorry. Um, this movie is definitely not for kids, but it's fun and I, I really did enjoy it. I just, it's, it's one of those movies that just kind of has a weird feeling to it and I haven't quite um, absorbed it all the way yet. I'm probably gonna have to watch it again, but uh, it definitely deserves good reviews and I, I'm excited to see what Jordan Peele keeps doing. Like one day, you know, he might burn out. He might not make anything else after this. Who knows? Or he could end up being like uh, something we look back at as like the next Hitchcock or something. Like he could be the Hitchcock of our time. I don't know. I would say that I almost, in, I, I'm pretty sure I enjoyed Get Out more than this because Get Out's social commentary was so powerful and Get Out had more, I feel like more suspense to it because it was like, it wasn't, a, Get Out was a very crazy movie, but it didn't feel as outlandish as this movie, as impossible as this movie. Get Out was more grounded and you kind of followed this one guy's journey through dealing with that. This movie is a little more, it feels a little more comic booky as far as um, outlandish, like extremes, you know? There's definitely some plot holes in this movie. Like how, how have these thousands and thousands of people been living down in subway tunnels and, you know, conduit tunnels and stuff like that without anybody noticing. How do they get supplies? I mean, obviously there's a bunch of rabbits down there, but what's the point? And the rabbits, I know it's probably because they reproduce a lot. I don't know. But uh, that's kind of silly, you know, but it works. In another movie, it wouldn't work. And uh, it, it, sometimes it has a hard time holding itself together in this movie. But for the most part, it's, it's good. Um, I enjoyed Get Out more just because I feel like the acting was better in Get Out. The villain was better, you know, and just the overall story was better. It was more of an original idea, I feel. And the other thing that, 
you know, the, like I said earlier, one of the things that kind of took me out of this movie was the mom, the clone mom and her silly voice. Like she kind of sounded like she was gasping every time she talked and it was a little overdone to me, but you know, I, I know what they were going for. They were trying to give her her own quirk, trying to make her, I don't know if they were trying to make her intimidating or just kind of trying to make her uh, original, you know, like a personality trait. And uh, I feel like they made the wrong choice on that. But overall, you know, it was good characters. The dad was funny. The kids were, you know, take them or leave them. The kids were just there. Uh, the mom was good. She was more dramatic. She didn't really do anything funny or anything like that. Um, but she was she was the you know main character, and I feel like she did a good job. I'd like to see her in more stuff. Um, and not to mention she was pretty cute too. But you know, so anyway, Us by Jordan Peele. That's just me rambling on about it. Give it about a eight, eight and a half give or take. And, uh, if you enjoyed it, if you saw it, leave a comment. If not, check it out. Let me know what you think. So thanks for watching and or, <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks for listening and have a good weekend.